Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. This is your host, Jim Oliver. And today I'm really excited to have a, a great real estate guest, Ola Dantas. Ola, welcome. Thank you so much, Jim. I really appreciate you for having me on show. So Ola, you know, I love having people on that just have a little bit of a different twist on, on, on a big subject like real estate. I really like your story and what you're doing. Tell the audience a little bit about you and a little bit about your company and, and what your mission is. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, so my name is Ola Dantes. Um, essentially, we run a real estate investing firm um, here in Houston, Texas. As a matter of fact, um, I just moved my young family, my wife and my two and a half um, year old baby, to Houston, Texas, um, literally two weeks ago. <laughs> so um, we're, we're loving the weather. We're, we're, we're enjoying it. We moved from Baltimore, Maryland. And really the main purpose of that move was to kind of um, get closer to the kind of asset type that we like, which is multifamily apartments, essentially. Um, that's kind of the, the purpose of our move. Um, but pay attention, right? Um, that, that's why I mentioned that little piece. Um, you know, I started my journey pretty interestingly um, in the real estate investing game, as I like to call it. Um, you know, my wife and I moved to the United States um, about five, six years ago um, from the UK. And, you know, we shortly thereafter assimilated into the American way of life. We got jobs. We had a really cozy and luxury apartment that we were living in. Life was great. Living the American dream. What could go wrong? Nothing really. And that was kind of the problem, right? I just felt like, is this it? Like, can they be something more? You know, can I... Um, really push myself and maximize, um, you know, the opportunities I have here in the United States. Um, so kind of when I was pondering that question, a friend of mine um, from the UK called me and said, hey, Ola, um, could you jump on a plane and meet me in Dubai? I'm going to be there meeting some investors and I think you can help me um, with my business, which was a real estate business in the UK. So now... Pay attention, listeners, right? <laughs> when I got this call, um, you know, obviously I did what every smart man does, which is obviously I prayed about it. And I asked my wife. And my wife was like, well, do you guys know what FaceTime is? And I was like, yes. Um, she's like, what about Skype? <laughs> I was like, I know that one too. Or maybe even Zoom. Why do you guys need to go? The, well, why do you need to fly all the way there, um, you know, to talk business or whatever? Um, but for me, I you know, kind of came back and said, hey, what if I learned something that could potentially help our family, right? Which I did in retrospect, you know, four or five years later, I know that that trip um, is kind of what brought me to your show, actually, Jim. Um, and the reason I'm kind of breaking this down is for folks listening, success isn't going to come to you in a golden box with a red ribbon around it, right? Success could come to you in a phone call, right? Um, or a conversation you have with your buddy over beer, or, you know, in one of, in maybe after church or whatever, right? Make sure as you're going through life to pay attention and to be open to new opportunities, right? 
people might think, oh, there's nothing out there, there's nothing to me, there's nothing for me to do. But if you really pay attention in your social circles and connections you have with people, you might be pretty um, shocked where inspiration could come from. So anyway, you know, I was in Dubai, got to Dubai, um, basically was in a hotel room with my friend. We were just kind of masterminding um, on his business. And then, you know, on my way back home to the United States on the plane, I was like, oh, if my friend could do this in the UK, I sure could do this in the United States. It's bigger, you know, there's, there's more opportunities here. Um, why don't I try that? So go back to the United States. Started reading about real estate. I, obviously, I didn't know anything, you know, but my friend did, Google. Um, <laughs> so started Googling, um, you know, learning as much as I could. Um, heard this podcast, uh, the Bigger Pockets podcast. And on that podcast, most of the guests would keep mentioning one same book. And that book was Rich Dad Poor Dad. So obviously, yeah. you write a classic book, right? Yep. Um, so I picked up that book. And, you know, the best way I could describe this, James, is I felt like my brain got like an uppercut, right? <laughs> like I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, like this guy stole my idea, right? Like this is everything I've been trying to say. And this guy wrote this book in 1991, you know, whatever yeah. he published it. And he's basically said everything I'm thinking of in like, you know, 2000 and I don't know, 15, whatever that was, you know, I was like, oh my God, this guy, I love this guy. So then, you know, I think like two, three months later, um, we left our cozy apartment where we could always find parking, pay attention listeners, where I could always, you know, get my shopping from the car right into my apartment, you know, where I didn't have to care about when trash is taken. I didn't have to care about recycling. I didn't have to care about property taxes. And then we moved to a building we just bought. Um, you know, from suburbia, Maryland to Baltimore, Maryland in the city where we could never find parking because you have to circle the block like two or three times, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then you have to carry your shopping from somewhere really far. And, you know, I have to care about recycling and I have to worry about when the trash is taken and I have to worry about what property taxes actually meant. Pay attention, listeners, sacrifice, right? I have, we, my wife and I, we had to sacrifice that comfort of suburbia America to go into the city to buy, you know, a duplex. It was a duplex, right? Um, you know, in the Class A area in Baltimore to start getting rent, right? So yes, we could not find parking, but we started getting income, right? We started making money on a property we bought. So I'm gonna kind of stop there, Jim, and you can show me your next question. I'm um, actually, really, yeah. yeah, sorry, real quickly though, real quickly. Um, you know, we moved into this building actually, Jim, and, you know, my wife and I, we were at home, you know, on a faithful night doing what lovers do, um, cooking, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, you know, I was just talking to my wife. I was like, Hey, like, I just feel like my account. So this is when we moved into this, this new duplex that we bought. We lived in the bottom floor. We had two tenants on the top floor. And I was like, oh my God, like my bank account just keeps growing. Like I just, I'm actually having money because obviously I'm getting paid, but I'm not paying any mortgage, right? <laughs> because the, the yeah. tenant paying most of the mortgage. So, and she said the same thing. She's like, oh my God, me too. I, for some weird reason, my account is growing, right? And I'm, and I'm kind of highlighting this is when success or when you move up, I've got that in quotes, in life, 
again, it's not a grandiose event with drums and fireworks, right? If you almost don't pay attention, you could miss it, right? You could miss yeah. it. And for us, we knew, oh my goodness, if this is happening, what if we did this at a bigger scale? What if we bought, you know, five of these things? We could literally quit our jobs. Yeah. Having five of those duplexes, really humble duplex, you would literally walk past it, you know, on our streets in Bozeman, Breland, and you wouldn't even notice it. And that guy is a cash cow. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to, 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 make, to mention that. Well, man, you said so many good things. One of the things I like that you said is, I did what a smart man does. I prayed about it. And I love that. Uh, Cause I agree with you. That's the first thing you do, but I'll tell you what, what you took massive action. And, you know, I'm just super impressed because there's so many people in this audience and so many podcasts that talk about real estate and the guys in the audience are sitting there thinking, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. And they just don't do it. Don't take action. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's that decision you know, um, Tony Robbins, when he, and he talks about in personal power and personal power too, is the first thing is to make a decision. Like, what do you want? And you, and you were, you know, you got to the United States, which that, that wasn't easy. Right. And then you said, well, now I'm in the herd. I'm like in the, this just this big herd of everybody going through the motions and being an employee and paying taxes and don't have anything that's really tax favored. And you said, I, isn't there more than that? Can I just break away and not be part of this herd? And that's what you did. And man, I'm super impressed with that. Where did that come from? Where did that courage to break away um, uh, is what a way that I just describe it is, is, and take that action. I mean, and what would you tell the audience about making a decision, taking action, and then just believing that you're going to make it happen? I mean, Jamie, it's just one word I, I, I can think of, hunger, right? Hunger. Yeah. And, you know, that, like, what does that really mean? I mean, yeah. I guess the reality is if you, for, for instance, you know, some people who are born here, they grew up here, then the corner of the world, they're like, oh, yeah, there's really nothing here, you know. But I guess for maybe, I mean, this is just, you know, a few people that come here to the United States. I mean, I remember my first trip to the United States. I was coming down to meet my wife, who was time interning in Disney in Orlando, Florida. And I'm a, you know, um, kind of window seat guy. So I remember looking, you know, from the plane and looking down to Florida and I was like, oh my God. Like I was looking at the suburbia and how it's so symmetrical. You, you can see the cul-de-sacs yeah. and all the beautiful palm trees. I'm like, this place is gold. This is paradise. <laughs> like, yeah. this, how come I never knew about this place called America, right? But of course, if you were born here, you might not have that perspective. Not, not because you're a bad person. It's just that's, you know, those, those palm trees or the beauty of suburbia or whatever of America is more natural to you. But for, for an outsider, my point is all I saw was opportunities and gold on the street, right? Yeah. So for me, yeah. me, kind of fused with hunger. And of course, don't get me wrong, it's not just naivete. I, I could see people doing real estate and making money, right? I went to this trip and then I, can, I listened to these guys on this podcast they're doing it. So it's not like some pie in the sky philosophy. It was actually close. And it was when I bought my duplex with my wife, I was like, Oh my God, like this works. Right. So, and it didn't take 
I didn't have to be a neuroscientist, you know, <laughs> to, to make yeah. this work. Um, so I think that the, the anger and kind of like that strong push of why not? Why not? Why do, why do I have to continue this? Go to work, come home, sleep, go to work, traffic, come home. And yeah. why do I have to do that? You know, so I, I think it was just kind of a combination of, of, of those things. So I love that because, you know, um, with hunger, I, I also think of drive. You know, you weren't satisfied. You weren't just with the status quo. And um, if you have a, if you're comfortable, you won't do anything, you know, because you're comfortable. And but it's you, you got to decide what you want, what you did, what you didn't want to, you know, go to work anymore. You wanted to build real estate. You heard about people doing it on the podcast. And you said, if they can do it, I can do it. And I would I would encourage the audience to hear that message. If if somebody else can do it, you can do it. All you have to do is find out what they did and do that. And then improve on it, you know, yes. <laughs> and, and you don't have to be rich and you don't have to have a lot of money. And, you know, um, if you're rich and you have a lot of money, there are other people that can help you with the time. And it's that's what I love about about opportunity. You know, Ola, I grew up in the inner city of Los Angeles and there it seemed like, OK, this is going to maybe sound a little stereotypical and I don't mean it to be, but it seemed like all of the liquor stores were owned by Asians, maybe even predominantly people from Korea. And they would come here and they would live in the back of the liquor store until they got the, the store up and running. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon you'd see that same owner and he's driving a Mercedes, <laughs> right? And, and, and the people that grew up there, including me, I didn't see that until much later to say, he sacrificed to build and overcome Parkinson's law and Parkinson's law. One of Parkinson's laws is that you have to live on less than you bring in. And if you can't uh, overcome that law of spending, because the law is um, expenses rise to equal income, right? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. if you can't beat that, my my great mentor Nelson Nash used to say, "Dig a hole, crawl in, because you're done." Hmm. So you know that's that something that you said too is you didn't quit your job right away. You waited until you had more money coming in than what you were getting by going to work. But it is something interesting. There's a I don't know if you've heard of this book, Ola, but um, Brian Buffini, um, who is the uh, owns the world's largest uh, real estate coaching real estate agent coaching company. Um, and he has a book called the immigrant edge mm -hmm. and he's from Ireland and he came here and he has a great story. I won't, I won't uh, tell you the whole story cause he does a great job of telling you that in the book, but it's a book that I think you would really appreciate And everyone in the audience. I would encourage you to read that book because it does, it goes into detail what that edge is because you know, you're like, hey, I am in the land of opportunity. And by the way, um, I I agree with you in Florida. I'm I happen to be in Southwest Florida right now, and I talk oh, to my lucky. yeah, I talk <laughs> to my friends, and um, you know, I live in South Dakota part of the year, and I live in Florida 
five or six months out of the year. And, um, you know, I get up in the morning and I think, oh, it's 70, 70 degrees. I mean, we're having record heat today. You know, this we're, it's going to be 85 degrees here today. This is the beginning of February. And uh, it's normally 75. Wow. But, um, you know, my wife says, hey, I don't like to tell my friends how nice it is down here because they'll get mad. But uh, (laughs) the thing is, is that you just have to do it. You know, Nike has the best uh, tagline of just do it. I mean, talk about did you have was there fear that you had to overcome or were you just determined Mm -hmm. with that hunger and uh, to just do it? Was there anything else that you would tell the audience about that? I mean, I think the fear is always there. Right. You know, and I think that's, I think it's, I think it's healthy fear because like as human beings, right. Our brain um, is designed to protect us. Right. So that, that's, you know, you definitely don't want to, you know, go have a go have lunch with a snake, right? <laughs> For instance, like right. the, yeah. your brain's gonna say, yeah. "Hey, that's that's not what you do," <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, as well, you have to own that, right, and understand that. Okay, yes, if I do this, you know, what is the worst case scenario, right? I mean, that's you know, kind of going to how you mentioned about you know the the, the immigrant edge, like. With us immigrants, I'm guessing I only came here. I mean, my wife, my wife swears we came here with like two hundred dollars or something, yeah, um, or less than that, whatever, you know. So for me, it's kind of like <laughs> what you have to lose, right? I mean, I'm living in this apartment. I'm paying about one thousand three every single month anyway. Yeah. So if I go buy a duplex thirty minutes away from where I was at the time, and the the mortgage was seventeen hundred, but I'm getting some rent from the people living upstairs. For me, the fear was kind of minimized by the sheer common sense, right? So, (laughs) you know, like sometimes in our lives, like you just have to just deploy common sense, right? So to help you, right, mentally get over that fear because the fear is flashing irrationality at you. So the only way to beat that is just to be rational. Like, okay, if I do A what's B going to look like? And then would, would Z, you know, or X look different? Like just break it down, like, you know, baby, baby steps. Right. And then just, just go out and just get stuff done. Now there's a, there's a gap between that fear and getting stuff done. And that middle part is called knowledge. Right. So if you really imbue yourself with the knowledge, you learn, you take time you read you listen to podcasts that just shortens that that you know fair to execution phase for you right but you're going yeah. to stay fearful if you don't know what you're doing because you're not learning anything and that's also a big thing right i mean i read a ton of books i listen to a ton of podcasts um i go to a ton of conferences like so you have to do those things and you know watch this you know i think less than 10 percent of the population read right Right. i mean like so if you're doing those things you just you're you're almost just building yourself for success even if you try to fail that's right yeah you you know you said you said a lot there and let me let me like take the some key things that that just stuck in my mind from what you said so you talked about you have to educate yourself but one of the things that you said is if it was logic or common sense now the way that I would describe that is there are a lot of tools out there, a lot of free tools to help you evaluate a deal, 
evaluate a a um, um, a real estate deal, right? It'll it'll tell you what numbers you need to find, what numbers you need to look at, what ratios, everything else. So you do your due diligence. That eliminates the fear. But you said the knowledge right now. So to me, all a knowledge does not equal understanding, right? So I read, but then I got to know how to take action from that knowledge. That equals understanding. Uh So what I do is I got to find a coach or I got to find somebody to help me do that, right? Or, hey, so important. Yeah, yeah, right? And, 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 And that's out there. So tell us about your company, your organization. How can people find out more? Tell me, Tell me about that. Yeah, so just to kind of like, you know, kind of um, piggyback on what you said, I I had to get a mentor and I did pay, uh, you know, some money, right? It could be a lot. It could be not a lot, you know, depending on where you are. So I have a mentor. I I did get a mentor. And that's kind of what helped me shift from the smaller stuff to the bigger stuff, right? I didn't go from just buying a duplex to buying an apartment over myself. It's all about coalescing with you know, other people getting a mentor to put the fire under your feet, to take you through a structured process and to help you with your blind spots, right? So I, 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 definitely, do, I, I definitely did that and that, that really helped um, to, to build Dwelling. And that's the name of our company, Dwelling.com, you know, D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N.com. And essentially what we do is, you know, take down apartment buildings with other investors, typically passive investors. So people who, you know, maybe have fifty to hundred thousand dollars, you know, just maybe sitting there in their CD doing nothing, getting not point not not five from the bank, you know, and they give us, you know, that capital to deploy in deals, you know, where they can get um, up to, you know, say fifteen percent in IRR. So we, we come together and the you know pretty easy way I describe it this is if you wanted to get a plane from you know say New York City to California, you don't just call United and say, Hey guys, can you pick me up from my house and take me to Los Angeles? You buy a, t- a plane ticket with three hundred other people and then you can take that flight, that big plane, you can all take it together and go to Los Angeles. It's the same thing with apartment building. You can't buy a you know five million or ten million dollar apartment building by yourself. Even if you were a Saudi prince, you still need a team of people anyway to help you. So that that's essentially what we do. And you know, to kind of find more about you know me, just go to either the site that I mentioned or just go to invest with Ola.com. And for those that are Instagram and fans and love Instagram, I'm big. I, I like Instagram. I don't post as much as I used to, but you, you can also find me on Instagram, Ola Dantes, O-L-A. That's my first name. And then my last name is Dantes, D-A-N-T-I-S. And of course, let me know that you heard my, my show on, you know, on, on the great tale with, with Jamie. Thank you so much, Jim. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I mean, man, I am so impressed with, uh, and you know, here, here's something about passive investing. So some of the people that are listening to this show, like I said, they might be a doctor or an attorney or a business owner that's really busy and they mm-hmm. think, I don't have time to educate myself. I don't have time to do that. I really want to, but I just don't have time. Check out Ola. I mean, in, 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 in Ola, can they have a, you know, can they set up a coaching session with you or talking about like, Hey, what opportunities, what's your system or are there videos on there? Cause that's what your education comes to now is find is, you know, cause 
you know, Ola, I'm sure you have a system. Here's what we look for. This is why we like this. This is the parameters that these are. We do the due diligence. I mean, 15% rate of return, right? And obviously, I know you're not guaranteeing that, but the fact that you can even think about getting 15% rate of return versus Wall Street. Wall Street is designed to make Wall Street rich, not you. You got to remember Absolutely. that audience. It is not, <laughs> I, I, it's not designed for you. It's designed for them. And everybody down here in Florida, when I'm playing golf and they made a ton of money on Wall Street, it's, they were working in Wall Street. Okay. They, I'm just telling you, we got to break away from that. Ola, um, I like to ask everybody, um, and, and you mentioned a great one, a classic one. And every, anybody in the audience that has not read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, do yourself a favor, go get, your, go get it, read it, read it again. But um, what's another book that you would recommend everybody in the audience read? Well, believe it or not, um, even though folks always, you know, when I go to speak and you know, people ask me questions like, you know, what's your favorite book? And of course, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a, is a classic, but I'm actually a psychology buff. I'm yeah. like into psychology. I love, I love psychology and a, a little bit of philosophy. Um, so one book that I really, really like is called The Happiness Hypothesis. Okay. Um, it's by Jonathan Haidt. And that's like one of my classic, um, classic. I love that book so much, uh, you know. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, it's a little bit different, but it's definitely worth um, a good read. Awesome. Awesome. Any famous last words? <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think it's just, um, you know, know thyself, um, know thy, know thyself really well, know what you want out of life and just, you know, I, I don't want to say just go and do it, but just go and do it, you know, yeah. <laughs> like just go out there, put yourself out there and just get it done. That's right. I, that, I think that's, that's a great way to, to end it. Um, audience, everybody out there, if you've got money sitting in your infinite banking system, or you got money, like Ola said, in a CD, let's get that money moving. Let's get that money moving. And the faster that money moves, we're going to create velocity of money and you're going to break away from the herd faster than you can imagine. Ola, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Really, really appreciate it. It was great to meet you and talk to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. Till next time, audience, break away. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.